conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. If she doesn't like my sparkle, she better find a new shine. Mm, I'm not an electric company, but honey, I will cut you off. Oh, guys, it's Andy's Girls, episode 36, and welcome, my beloved AGs. Um, And I'm so thrilled to be actually at VH1 joined by mega superstar creative content producer Cherie Carroll, who is an all-star here at VH1.com. Thank you so much for being a part of this sassy little show today. I'm happy, happy, happy to be here. (laughs) I am. Oh my God. So I am so excited. Um, You were Highly recommended by OG of the AG, Jan- Damien, birthday boy. No pressure. Damien's the shit, so <laughs> I feel is. like I have, like, big shoes to fill. Amen. And speaking of the shit, um, I 100% just gave him a belated birthday gift. I saw that. Which he opened, and it was, I really felt like, even though I'm Jewish, so I haven't, like, really directly experienced Christmas, mm-hmm. I felt like I was having, like, a legit Santa moment. Did it feel good? It felt really good. Um, so I ordered him V by Vicky Gumbelson, her Eau de Parfum, mm. and <laughs> it was something. I literally, whilst opening the package, got a nice little preview whiff of a sealed box. It was already sealed, but I could smell it from inside to, like, packaging, wrapping. Ooh, the question is, what does Vicky smell like? She smells like um, really dynamic chemicals. She's got that, like, really Mm. nice Whole Foods OC chemical compound 
something. A little plastic surgery. A little plastic a little surgery. Whatever. Oak, a little oak. Of jasmine. Whatever's <laughs> killing the dolphins over in California. She's like dolphins. found and she's just put into this lovely plastic bottle with a little yeah. bit of sparkle. Yeah. And yeah. he was really excited. So Damien, um, we die for you. And happy birthday. And since we're in VH1, I feel like I must give a shout out to a new show. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, Tiffany's new show oh, on VH1.com? Okay, so and I'm going to adjust your microphone while you do. Okay. So this is a show that the wonderful Damien, which, you know, we're talking about him a lot. I'm the guest here. Like, but um, I know. <laughs> I love him. Um, he has worked on a show called uh, Brunch with Tiffany. And it's a web series. And hopefully it gets the kind of attention that garners the kind of attention from our big, big, big boss. And maybe it could find its way on air. But right now it lives on the web. Oh and Tiffany takes various and various meaning random celebrities to brunch and she shoots the shit and like the own in a way only tiffany can right yes. like it's very like out there and then you pair her with someone that like why are you sitting down with uh sonia tremont like, from the real housewives of new york yes that was that was the the premiere episode and and Go out, watch it, vh1.com, brunch with Tiffany's. You have to get oh into it. Oh, my God, it. amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, And it was so cool to see the premiere episode with an R-H-O-N-Y. I mean, like, I was 100% into it. Yes, Tiffany gas Talking about Sonia, liking it. Having a butt, and we know that was not <laughs> true, but she got up and shook it for it. So oh that was God. TV gold. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So amazing. Um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit. The last couple weeks of Andy's Girls have been really, really heavy on talking Beverly Hills. Like, we haven't okay. really spent a lot of time talking Atlanta. That's so good. How? How did that I, happen? It's, like, it's one of those things that where... That doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's just this season of Beverly Hills has been so on top of it after some inconsistent seasons. Like, everything with Munchausen's and everything else, it got really dry and really boring yes, really quickly. Yes. And Atlanta always... No shade to Yolanda. Right, no shade to Yolanda, <laughs> Foster, now Hadid. Yes. God bless. Right. Um, but it feels like Atlanta's always been extremely consistent. Like, Atlanta always delivers. So I think maybe a lot of us, myself included, kind of take it for granted. Right. Like, we know it's always going to be fucking bananas. Bananas. And I think, actually, this season might be one of the best just because the last couple weeks have been this really interesting mix of shit going down on camera and them talking about stuff that nobody was around for. I mean, when yeah. we talk about whatever the fuck happened with Candy and... Um, Portia, Portia, and also maybe Candy and Shamia and Todd. I mean, we're talking about stuff that nobody was around yes. for. It was never recorded by anyone unless they were doing some sort of, like, sex tape, which I would not be right. surprised by. But, like, right. it, it was, it's like a cauldron of secrets that it's now bubbling to the surface. And that's why I'm surprised because Atlanta, right, the shade is colder, the digs are, like, deeper. And, and funnier. Then, like, These are really, oh really funny women. And, and then the skeletons, when they come out, like, they aren't, like... It's almost like their skeletons could be considered petty. Like, okay, so you slept with a woman. Like, we're going to make that a whole storyline, but it's the way they execute the delivery right. of the skeleton that makes it, like, 
oh shit <laughs> like you know has there ever been a storyline on air about a housewife being a lesbian aside from danielle staub on new jersey which was kind of after production when she had oh no maybe it was a little bit of a storyline on the show when she had her lesbian superstar Lori I Michaels, don't, I, I don't say. get into Jersey that oh, you don't much. Get into Jersey yeah, at all. I live in Jersey and I just don't want to see. Do you watch New York? I, you don't um, even watch New York. So yeah. you're deeply devoted like, to, to Atlanta, Atlanta and Beverly Hills. And when Miami was on, I was into Miami. Oh my God. Yeah, like I just feel like you can't be on the East Coast because I wasn't into Potomac. I only wasn't yeah, into nobody, DC. To be honest, the like, trailer came out for Potomac. <laughs> If anyone tells me Potomac was their favorite season of The Real Housewives, you I'm going to be like, go them. fuck yourself. Yes. You don't <laughs> have good taste, and I will yes. never listen to anything you say <laughs> yes. ever again. Like, don't tell me Karen is like the grand dam of... Girl. She, I guess she is because there's genuinely nobody else. Right, right, right. My favorite housewife on Potomac was the gay husband who owned a restaurant, who was, Ash, I think it was Ashley's husband. I mean, it was so stupid. I just couldn't with everyone's eyebrows good. on that show. I couldn't <laughs> with, like, the fake snootiness. Like, yeah. stop. Like, I see through you. And the thing I love about Beverly Hills is because they're, like, really, really rich. They and have actual the thing money. I love about Atlanta is that they really, really try to look like they're rich. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, they tried so hard. And then we Nene with her to rented house like and Kenya's furniture Charette in LA. House that is taking forever to be built. Like Chateau Charay. Come on, they rent down for everything. I wouldn't be surprised if some shoe shots weren't rented. Oh like my god. It's, a, it's a lot. Like, but Atlanta it, by far it's like they're really really quick with the wit and the jabs where would you rather live chateau Charay or more manor mm, more manor it's yeah? more my style like i'm into like that modern look yeah. that kenya went for like yeah, what yeah. Charay was doing in that traditional it's not like Super really my thing that spiral staircase like i'm not that girl like you know what i mean yeah or you could have cynthia's tub which is she just bought a tub she <laughs> bought a tub that happens to be inside of a house but guys, oh my God, have you seen my you, tub? And I was like, you, you have to live next to a lake. lake house, though? No, because I think I saw a movie called The Lake House and I hated oh, it. Gosh. So I was like, okay. that just reminds okay. me of, I, I, I think it's fine. I think it's, I actually, isn't it an upgrade from her house with Peter? I don't know. Yes, she, that shit was like a townhouse. Did you not get into it? Every time they turned, they were in the same true. two rooms. I it know, was it's always like the kitchen or the porch. Kitchen or the bathroom. There's nowhere. But can there we talk about else. how Portia went and, like, okay, all these girls are building the house, and then she, this past episode, she purchased the house, like... With kids' rooms, which she pretended was because she wanted children, and it's like... Like it wasn't already like that when you moved 100%, in. A hundred percent, she has budgeted just enough for the Come down payment on. and some sort of, like, first or second month mortgage, and that's what it. What was the, the... It was a million... It was in the millions, like... I think it was a million, a million plus. Yeah, that huge backyard that she... She can't even get it right with this new Todd. He's handsome, by the way. Like, he New can get it. Like, all of it. Like, <laughs> new like fuck you having a job. She tried to give him that speech this this oh episode. Like, get it together. And I'm like, girl, please. New Todd is kind of like a child Todd. Like, maybe he one is. of his bedrooms were it's really not, intended for her boyfriend. Look, it's not the dude you make a husband. Or if it was the reverse. Like, it's not the dude you wipe up. Like, you don't wipe yes. him up. It's the dude you have fun with. Like, those lips. What? Like... <laughs> 
child. It's going to be a different show in like two seconds. <laughs> what do you think about Portia? I mean, if we're going to talk about how the Real Housewives of Atlanta have changed over the past couple seasons, she has certainly changed the most from being a girl who said she wasn't allowed to go to a strip club because Cordell Stewart wouldn't think that go she was a further. good... Go back further. Go back further. When she was, she was a minister. granddaughter. No, she was a minister in church. So grand granddaughter of Jose. Yes, yes, icon. yes. But before television, there's YouTube videos, tons of them, like her preaching at her church. Shut about, up. About, like, abstinence and, like, all types of how things. How old was she, 12? Like, what, what, how long ago was but this? But then you move forward. No, so live go before that she's in videos like what late early 2000 like thought videos like what it is yo what's up there's this like i don't even remember the group but it the whole song is about like fucking on the bed so that's what and candy was referencing yeah because candy said that and i was thinking to myself i don't know when that occurred if it was after the divorce because i feel like you after the divorce she would have to been too well Oh, 100%, guys. Because I definitely will send you. Like, she was in there dancing. Then she became a minister. And then she got married to Cordell. And so... Which was the worst marriage of all time. Right. Terrible. Just a terrible idea. Right. Um, And so I feel like a lot of, like, I'm this kind of wife came from that period of her maybe finding God after she was, like, a video hoe. So, like, some of those ideals, I don't think he pushed them completely and totally on her. Some of them were who she was at the time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think she got sick of, well, that didn't work out. I thought, like, being a, being a hoe didn't work out. Now I'm being the good girl. That's not going to work out. So she's reverted back to who she is. The evolution of Portia is interesting because she went from ditzy and quiet to just ditzy and loud now. Like, her voice annoys me. What she represents annoys me, too. What do you that? think that she represents? what Instagram models represent girls who feel as though you don't have to do much else besides show your ass and tits and <gasps> I, I don't I mean women's history month is next month so like, <laughs> but like yeah it's just like there's it, she just seems like to me like there's nothing required if it wasn't a television show she doesn't strike me as the type that would be out here trying to have her own businesses and I feel like that comes from like well you gotta do something you right. know what I mean so she has like her wig Line. The wig line, the dish, dish radio nation, station, right. and the lingerie. I think that's... Oh, I never got into the lingerie. Yeah, it was like one episode last season. Like, yeah. I I'm mean, not really here for her or her frack. Because who is she? She's frick or she's frack? Cause I'm she's not frick or frack for um, Phaedra. Phaedra, and I'm not here for Phaedra. Wait, okay. And so, I, this is, I know, this might call, call no, the please, war I, in here. I'm really, really, I'm, I'm interested in hearing your opinion. So does that mean, are you pro-candy and by being pro-candy anti-Phaedra? Or are you anti-Phaedra based solely on Phaedra's behavior? I'm anti-Phaedra based solely on Phaedra's behavior. So back in the day, first season of um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, I worked at Essence Magazine. And so this was a new show. It was, like, interesting to Essence, but they weren't really trying to embrace that space of, like, black women reality TV that could be a little bit of a turn up. But they wanted me to do an interview with her. She was so rude (gasps) to me because I brought up facts. Because this is before VH1, and when I was at Essence, it was, like, 
um, no shade here, but we it wasn't the same amount of due diligence we had to do when I was at Essence. So I actually had to research her, fact check before doing this interview, and like finding out Apollo and all the legal stuff that he was caught up in, and how like when you start digging, like I was fucking working at CNN or something, like a lot of this tied into her. Like this wasn't like a thing Apollo just did on his own. Like the art of scamming is real and usually people who are the best scammers have someone on Partners. the inside whether it's a police officer a lawyer someone who's gonna make shit look uh, accountant this is a lot so i'm interviewing her and she's not appreciating that i'm focusing on the fact like so why did you get married to a felon like she was still living in that like I only want to appear this way. So now, fast forward, we're in whatever season of Atlanta, and I constantly hear every season people talking about, like, she only gives what she wants the cameras to see. She Like, Candy has said it, Kenya right. has said it. I'm agreeing completely. Nene said it when Nene she was said it. Yeah, yes, yeah, at a yeah, reunion. Yeah. Like, girl, stop. We know what she was doing back in whatever that town, Athens. You know yes. what I mean? Like, I just feel like I see a fraud. Like, complete fraud. Like, we're not saying thank you, Jesus, and then talking about, like, a penis in your butt. Like, we're just not doing those in the same confessional. Like, I get we're all multidimensional, but I just feel like she definitely is. Like, even right now, like, this divorce thing, something's weird. Like, Well, it was strange to me that this week her gravelly voice lawyer, whose voice I cannot stand for the life of me, this I swear to God, I feel so asleep. bad, what is she? but I, I don't know <laughs> what the fuck happened, but what when she starts that? talking, I'm like, it's literally like nails on a chalkboard, I'm like, just fucking, like, yes, arrest yourself, like, it's so what terrible. what is that? Cigarettes? Um, pot? Like, what? I what? what? She's, like, missing a cord, <laughs> she's got three too many, something's going on, uh, but when she says to Phaedra, your divorce is final, which I was like, what? Because we know as we know Apollo's contesting it even though he has a girlfriend nay fiance I, I sort of wonder what that process kind of looks like and also there have been which I have contested but there have been so many rumors that with this newest arrest that has landed Apollo at night on the, in the um, prison in federal prison for eight years Locked which is up. a substantial amount of time is it possible that she genuinely did not know anything that he was doing because if this is a man who had been a convicted felon out of jail making whatever amount of money he was making to provide a lifestyle that they had been accustomed to either via her salary from being a housewife, whatever development that she's worked on with like her own products or whatever, is it possible that he was bringing home a check and she genuinely was like, completely looking the other way? Do they have separate accounts? Did she understand that something was happening and she just didn't ask any questions? Was she actively involved in whatever crime that he was re-embarking upon? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Phaedra's the queen of alternative facts. She tells you just oh, she is the is, is Phaedra the Kellyanne Conway she, of, of the Real Housewives of, 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 of Atlanta. Atlanta. Completely. So, in what you, the whole narrative you just, you know, it could go a lot of ways, but what I really, the way I think it went, I really think she knew in the beginning, she was a part of it in the beginning. And by beginning, I mean before cameras, television. Yeah. Like they said their history spanned, I forgot what the flashback was, but it was like more than 12 years. She I said 20 something years. Yeah, like so. Because I think they met each other when they were very young and then never saw each other again. And, and then I, he got out of jail, they had sex, she got pregnant, and then she was like, fuck, my, both of my parents are ministers. We got to pretend this 
baby's been cooking for longer. For dun, all dun, of dun. that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You know she lies from the beginning. So I think, like, there was a, there's a point where she knows she has to remove herself from whatever she's been helping him do. And that happened at the same time in which, like, they have to keep up the appearance of this lifestyle. You know what I mean? So yeah. she is very much about how she looks outward. Like, you know, like okay, he does this. Oh, what does he do? There was like a, a season where both Peter and Cynthia were trying to figure out like, what does Apollo do? And she, she said that like, he was like collecting titles or something. Girl, something, girl, some kind of, there was some sort of explanation girl, where I was like, yeah. Girl, and he had to like wear a suit girl, and it was like, what's happening? And then he was talking girl, to their marital girl, counselor priest about how he needed to later like. later on, Phaedra didn't know everything he was doing, but for sure she was helping was giving the appearance and she knew something was up. And when it blew in her face, she re- tried to remove herself just like she did when it almost blew up in her face about Candy being a lesbian. She was sitting in that seat like, please don't say it was me, Sheree. <laughs> please don't say it was me. She and was drinking her wine or whatever the fuck at that glamping, which by the way, would what never. Was that? What, what was that? What part of that was glamorous? There was that was nothing. actually camping. That was genuine Didn't camping. Did the Beverly Hills girls go glamping Oswa, one season? Or OC was it went OC? Glamping. OC went glamping. That was, that was actual like, glamping. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it was I'm better. I was like, what? Who does the planning of the trips for Atlanta? Because they're clearly not getting paid enough. Oh, hundred percent. It was a pissed off production assistant that was like, Word. was like, we're gonna take you guys camping, but call it oh glamping my. so they feel better. But their budget was like, Marla minimal. wasn't here for it. She knew what it was. So, like, bitches, y'all tried it. Like, first off, Marlo's fur. I was into it. But I was into pillow, throw pillow, the, whatever it was. Come I was a hundred percent into it. But Marlo is someone when Marlo when they went on that trip in Africa, I was over Marlo 100%. I thought it was completely ridiculous, her coming for Sheree, and I wasn't into it. (laughs) Marlo this season, aside from that one insult to Kenya about, like, no wonder your mother hates you or whatever, which I thought was so far... So unnecessary. But there's nothing off limits, I feel. Like, even though it was unnecessary... That became apparent. I feel like these girls go for the jugular. Like, they dig hard, so when she said that... You don't think that that was too much? Not for these ladies. I mean, Kenya actually took it well. She was like, I know that you're, like, coming to cut me. Kenya has tough skin. The way she shoots her shots, like, she has to. And she put her mother out there, so it's fair game. Kenya's one of those people where her first season and through the whole scepter thing at the reunion, I was 100% anti-Kenya. Right. When Nene called her out and was like, you were provoking her, I was 100% like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. absolutely... She was looking for trouble, and trouble found her. Right. When Kenya started talking about her relationship with her mother, her relationship with her family, it felt like something changed. Like, she was opening the door and saying, like, not everything I do is bullshit. Even though I'm, like, I might lie, I might, like, pretend that I have random prince boyfriends that are, like, royalty, wherever the fuck they are. Or just like, random this is a, boyfriends or just that random boyfriends that no one Atlanta and rented. Walter, right. shout out to Walter. Walter and his... <laughs> <laughs> and his fucking tow company. Yo. Not good. 
<laughs> not great. He drove away. Listen, but Kenya definitely became more human that season. Yes. And I don't know if it was intentional for her to let, maybe not the girls, but everyone who like bashed her for being, you're such a bitch, you're such a bitch. I've never not been team Kenya. I think she needed to let people know like this hurt people, hurt people. Here's a source right. of my hurt. Like, I think she's smart. Like the, one of the smartest, like on the show. I also have to say, I really like, I wouldn't call it an alliance, but I really like the camaraderie or those friendly moments that she's found with Phaedra because that got so intense and so much of that was Apollo's lying and manipulation that when they're able to just like laugh with each other, even if they're shady, I'm 100% into it. I think it's great. Yes, Kenya's the only one built like the other housewives on other franchises, meaning... I never understood, and maybe it's being a black girl, and so I understand why these ones hold grudges, but Kenya's the only girl to me that's built, like, a Beverly Hills uh, housewife where they do something fucked up, they apologize, and they were like, well, all I wanted was an apology, and then they get over that shit. Like, Kenya always just wants an apology or gives an apology and wants to get over it. But she's dealing with girls who are not built like that. Like, I'm going to hold that forever. I'm going to tell my kids about it so they can hold it against your kids. And I'm going to tell my grandkids about it so they can. And I don't think she likes that dynamic. It's always like, Portia, you still haven't apologized for the, 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 the. And Portia's like, girl, I'm never apologizing. Like, we could kiki and laugh, but I'm not. And I, I think that makes her a weird fit. But it's also like a source of drama. Because she looks, I don't know, I feel like if. Her and Brandy and Vanderpump were, like, all, like... Oh my God. It would be a little different for Kenya. I don't know if she would look so much like the villain. That's an interesting point. Yeah, because she always wants to squash it. She, she knows about them checks. Like She's always wanted to be the star. And right. now I feel like it's... Now that she has no competition, because Nini was always right. her competition, and even Nini felt like, I see what you're doing. I and Nini was pissed to... about it. Yeah. Nini became like a little well, bit Nini of a was bitter. Insecure. Yeah. Nini was insecure. Nini needed to be off the show, because when you start acting like you are too good for the show, you cannot right. be on the show any, any longer. Right. Because this show is meant to have real moments, but also be escapist. And when you're presenting yourself as being too good, because you're now, for whatever, it, even if it's true, right. if you feel like I am too good for this shit and and bethany frankel has towed that line on new york yes then you can't be on the show anymore it 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 ruins yeah yeah yeah. the world in which these women pretend to live i mean it doesn't work out do you miss nini or are you glad that she's gone do you think she'll come i think she'll circle back when she runs out of work in la when she made her guest appearances last season yep i don't think it added or subtracted i was kind of different like Okay, good to see Nini, but there was like a point that whatever that season was with her wedding special, like and everything, that season I was really turned off by Nini and I never like got on the bandwagon since. She's never been funny. <laughs> all like that's never <laughs> yes, like been that funny for me. Like phenomenal. I just felt like all you're doing is taking a gay man's swag completely, like and trying yes. to make her and Tamar, Braxton from the Yeah, like, from all Braxton Billy Valley swagger jack down a black gay man swag and act like it's their own and that's it was annoying to me like you're not original b like i know people funnier than you i think she was charming her her first couple seasons when it was nini versus sheree i mean that was classic when it was nini Nini versus versus kim Kim. Ah. by the way i think i don't know how much longer 
Well, Kim's coming back this season, season. and Kenya because Kenya's upset. Runs she can't her. figure out why can't she become the front runner now. All the like the Nini's, she's off, and like and there's why, always competition. Like, why is it that I'm not like the? She's not an OG. She's not an OG, and that means something in Atlanta. The, uh, yeah, realist housewife by far is Candy. She tells the truth because I I believe everything that one says. And like she said, if I had a sex dungeon, I would say it because I would think it's cool. She does put everything out there. She does there. have two homes directly next to each other. So <laughs> there are rooms listen, that we haven't seen. Listen, but I the think opposite she would say, Cynthia. and yes, I did. Because the one thing I think Candy is more than the other housewives, like she still cares what the streets think. So because she still cares what the streets think and they, she doesn't want the streets talking, meaning like she still cares what those in Atlanta are saying and like people in general, I keeping like being able to go home to her cousins, aunties, and being like, you know that what she, that still matters to her. I feel like everyone else will twirl for the camera. But she's okay. So let's say that she's professionally honest. Right. Okay, like that's part of her brand. Uh huh. Why is it that the idea of being gay? is so much more insulting to her or seemingly insulting than being super sexual. So I don't know. Is it because she feels know. like it's a lot? Because it felt like I don't there was a like huge line would... being crossed okay. and, and Portia felt it too. Uh, it but they were strange, combating yeah. it in different ways. But I didn't, I, interestingly, I didn't take it as if she was upset about being called gay. I think she was upset about someone saying she has done things considered gay acts when she knows the person has done them as well. Like, right. I don't think there was any point she was denying. Like, she said, you kiss me in my mouth. She told right, the right. story like she was When into they were, it. like, in the like, club or whatever, I mean? and Todd she was, was right into there. The story. Like, I don't think it was, like, it was just, like, you stop lying. Like, I can own up to everything that I've done, but, like, you stop lying. Like, if anybody is the lesbian I feel like she was called like you've done the same thing so you can't call me that like and I think that's what was getting her upset like do you think that there was a grain of truth there by her saying like you've done the same thing as me we've done stuff together it felt like there was an inkling of and it's more than that kiss in that club it felt like oh I think you don't think both, there was no, at all I think they just both heard wild crazy stories about the other person okay like when they sat there and they were going back and forth and Portia did one of those quintessentials don't do that candy don't do that that's like pretty much saying like girl you know I know like we were all at the same sleep like one of those like maybe we didn't do anything together but Come on, girl. We were all at the same place. It all went like it, that's the energy they both gave, and I felt like it was just like who was gonna show the car first. It was weird to me that there was so much that Portia was bringing up, sort of all of a sudden, a seven-year relationship with a woman, the fact that um, Todd was going to, to try to, to cheat on Marvin Gaye, right? <laughs> And because she started firing so many shots, to me, it felt like she was more defensive. And my mind will always say, like, you don't have to defend the truth. So I felt like 
her demeanor and how quick she Porsches? went from yes, how quick she went from zero to a hundred and like oh before you get me I'm about to get you made me feel like okay so Porsche is more the person to hide. I feel like the only thing that agitated Candy was my man's cheating on me. Like you know what I mean? Like, right. but I feel like if th- a story were to come out and a woman would. Co- come forth and said yes I was with Candy for seven years I think Candy would be like let's get one thing straight you know how she is and stuff yeah yeah yeah. I knew her for seven years we may have did some things for seven years but we weren't in a relationship like I feel like there would be some type of ownership from Candy okay Portia I feel like I don't get her point of lying like she's branded herself as a thought do you remember that season like she said that like 30 i'm the queen of the thoughts thoughtlicious thoughtland like everybody right. and she took it as a and compliment and it was one end of the spectrum to the other yes, and everyone and, else had whiplash and now you're like upset that you branded yourself to be this beautiful yeah yeah, yeah beautiful, she's beautiful big booty hoe, beautiful. like big booty hoe like you know what i mean you went got your boobs done things like you want that image like so then embrace it why are you trying to it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I feel like Portia should be the main one being like, yes, I turned you down and I would do it again. Like, that's everything she gave to me in these last two seasons before this. It felt a little bit like Portia was aiming for revenge because she was insulted that Candy said she slept with Block. Which, by the way, I would be insulted having to remember sleeping with a garbage animal like block who's disgusting in yeah. every way terrible person shout out to riley. horrible <laughs> shout out to riley future yeah. pop star it it was rough in that sense giving him any kind of airtime he deserves absolutely yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. but for portia to be insulted because candy was referencing portia dating block i mean i didn't know it was a huge secret that actually kind of was like you can't really use that as a defense further to my point how candy tells the truth if you remember candy said to portia i never told sheree you slept with right i I said said that you guys dated or hung out or whatever when we were all together i said you slept with him to your face like and i feel like that's kind of candy's mo she says it to your face and when she doesn't say it she doesn't say it to anybody but i feel like when candy's that like go postal person like you keep yeah, yeah, pushing yeah. or you keep pushing no she will what's gonna happen she's next. gonna lose her mind in hawaii she's going to she looked like she was gonna like literally last time candy snap. Was that like that was with nini at some like it was like a oh when she's um, like, i'll drug you in this and it, it was, was like one of these it was like, at sheree's divorce party oh. Because Nene wanted to be on the song. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nene wanted to be on fucking Don't Be Tardy. And Candy's like, you need to talk to yeah. Kim. That's not my problem. And, and Nene came for her. And, and kept pushing. Did not and think. kept pushing. And then you see it's Candy blew up. And I think that's what she does. Like, I'm not going to tell your business. I'm not going to tell your business. Okay, you want to keep pushing me? You want to keep pushing me? You want to keep pushing me? Now I'm going to tell your business. And I've went so long without saying anything. I'm going to drag you in this bitch. Like, that's her favorite. She loves to drag. Did you watch the spinoff? It was one of the few instances. I never really got into her spinoff. Like, oh, the wedding? Getting married. And then also they went skiing. Definitely watched that You shit. did? Was Why, it good? Though? Like, I watched it. It didn't. I, was I wasn't. Like... <laughs> And it would be like a marathon, and I think oh, I watched no, it all at once. Oh, Swiffer my, TV. Yes, house was super clean. <laughs> um, yeah. Miss Joyce, Mama Joyce. Yeah, I What's can't. Up? I don't even I can't get with how Mama that Joyce. Dress. 
you and know that, how like that restaurant have never open. You're either gonna be like them or be the complete opposite. Right. Like she's the complete opposite that I can't even see how that's your mom. Like. Mama Joyce is annoying. Mama Joyce is annoying and has done terrible things. Ripping Super. apart Candy's house when she was like renovating it without telling anyone, and they walked in and like the bathroom was all fucked up. She has been extremely demanding. Trying to break them up. Oh my god! Time. That About was the money, like everything. Yeah. That was. But that, the circle of reality TV, and now like they love each other. Todd and Mama Joyce happy for them, but she's one. I that, think Ace saved it. I think it was the baby, the and Mama Joyce was like, no matter what, save it. Well, or they make it a lot worse because who there's so much it, stress who, involved. Who, who didn't make it worse? Who do you think? Fifty like, percent of the marriages in America. Ooh. Um, okay. We took my housewife. You get real personal. Um, oh. I think that maybe. I mean, shout out to Sarah's baby daddy. No. <laughs> yes. I think that, uh, let's, I mean, let's see how some of these housewife marriages with the kids, yeah. so many I mean, of them end in divorce. Hills, they do it well. Like, don't you love Eden as a mom? Not Eden, I'm sorry, Dorit. I was literally mom. about to say it. There's not a single part of Eden that I enjoy, not even a little bit. No, Eden's Dorit, Yeah? Explain sure. her to me. Okay, so she went on a bad trip in life. And then she got herself, she lost someone she truly loved, right. got herself together. But getting herself together was like a lot of self-help books. Like, it wasn't enough, like, just people who helped her. Right. She, like, got everything the jargon. from the self-help right, right, right. book, which is the crystals and all this she shit is, that she She is on. a human ch- chicken soup for the soul book. 100%. Girl, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Okay, and so, like... When you read a lot, and, and, and it goes with like just diet, period, what you consume. So we see she consumed a lot of this. So I feel like she wants to give that back. And the normal person isn't just on that plane. We're not all there yet. So I don't take it like she's doing harm. I just think like how a musician could be ahead of their time. She's just ahead of her time. We think that Eden Sassoon is it, ahead of her time. Girl, seriously, like for reality, she's not built for this kind of show she might not be built for this kind of world i agree totally but i can't say i don't like her because of it like if you knew me you would know that i sometimes am envious of people who got to that place and on my downtime when i'm not like involved in love and hip-hop <laughs> I try to get there myself. Okay, and into it, into it. me and Damien, who work yeah. here with me, there's a book that I keep trying to push on them to read because it felt, it feels like... What's the book? It's called Take Your Life Back. <laughs> oh, my God. Did Eden Sassoon co-write it? Was she an she author? Did. She wrote Oh, the my forward. God. But, like, Lisa Rinna ghost wrote it, but we're not going to talk about that, but it was really Lisa Eden. fucking Rinna. So, Lisa Rinna... Now, Lisa Rinna... Legit. I have so many issues with. First you off, cannot not like Eden and like Lisa. Oh Lisa. no no no! I don't like Lisa Rinna. Lisa okay. Rinna is the super villain of this season. Le- but Eden a says, weak one. A weak one. Yeah. A dumb one. Yeah. An actual dumb super villain. Like she wants to be it. Let's she be wants clear. to. She wants something, but Pull she doesn't out the know. Pills, right. Less. She wants something. She wants attention, but she also wants revenge, and she can't reconcile the two. Like she wants to make sure that Eden, new cast member, friend of the housewives, thinks that Kim Richards is dying, whether or not she is totally okay, unrelated. Oh, a hundred percent. Because Phaedra's the same way. She wants. 
Girl, we almost went to church. Let me let y'all oh know my Sarah God. just popped up. I literally was like, because I, I like put little notes to myself. I thought she was going to hit me. I no, 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 no. <laughs> say what you're saying. Say like, what you're saying. Seriously, Phaedra is the same. And I feel like the duality of her Southern Belle, but yet she's the pettiest of them all. And I hate that she really is out here. Like, she says some of the meanest shit in her confessionals, yeah, but yeah. she does it with the... Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that you sometimes miss it. Like you just get Southern Belle, but she is seeking revenge. Kenya fuck Apollo. Let's be clear. When he threw her in that pool, his hand wasn't on her butt. His hand was like in between her cheeks. Like his feet was think in that her crack. Apollo Do you not remember that season and how it was just a thing. Like and the hotel. That you were still calling. Oh, I a hundred percent do not think that they if slept together. I think that she flirted with him to. I think mm. she flirted with him to fuck with Phaedra, but I do not think they actually slept together. Okay, well, what if they fulled around? I don't yeah. even think. I genuinely Felicio, don't even. Know. Cunnilingus. <laughs> I really don't think that. I, I, so I think Kenya think. knows that she is too good for Apollo. And the shit. only reason that she can kind of be cool with Kenya now is because she's done with Apollo. Like she's done. But I feel like the source and root. She was always trying to get revenge on Kenya. The name she called her that one season. It was just like back to back to back to back to back stab. I think she was pregnant that season. Was she? Maybe not. No, no, but, she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah, like she just wouldn't stop. She was angry. And she's one that wants revenge but doesn't always know how to do it. And it's not like Rena where she's just stupid and doesn't know how to do it. I feel like if she doesn't know how to do it without looking, like she doesn't want to become the villain. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But back to Rena. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. I, I think that Rena has made several mistakes. First off, Rina somehow selectively forgot that she told Eden Sassoon that Kim Richards was near death in order to mani- manipulate Eden into thinking that... You think she forgot? Kim, no. Okay. Uh, that okay. Kim and Kyle's relationship is fucked and Kyle's an enabler and Kim's near death and, like, you should have this as your focus. And at that point, you know, I'm sure Rina had disclosed everything that had gone on with her family. why do you think Rina's trying to get revenge? Because she hates... Kim Richards. But it was one moment that I feel like has made Kim Richard like in po- enemy number one. What was it? When she said the 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 thing about her husband, Henry. Or what, oh, Harry Hamlin. Harry, Harry, in sorry. Amsterdam. When, yes. she, when, when insinuated. 100% agree. When Kim Richards, which she has never taken responsibility for, which she can't. She's a broken bird. This girl, this, she's yeah. like, not, not a girl, not yet a woman. <laughs> she's, on, she's on her way down. But when she said, uh, I'm not going to say what I know about completely lying out of her ass as a distraction yes. that people don't talk about. I mean, And was the insinuation she was trying to say that Harry was gay? No, I think it was that Harry was cheating on Lisa. It was never that oh, Harry was gay. okay, because I feel like I read somewhere that was what the poke was. See, oh. the tea that I feel Alana spills, like... It's, it's almost like a thing, like, oh, you know some shit? I'm going to put this out there about you. In Beverly Hills, they have, like, a code of ethics where it's just like, <laughs> we don't do that. What was the um, season? Hoof. 
the the um, uh, Vanderpump and, and Malef Huff. Huff. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. The, about the kids when Brandy said that Adrian Malef had kids with a surrogate. God forbid. Which, by the way, is just another person's birth plan. People right. usually brag about it because it's a sign of wealth. But that was the code. Yes, one hundred percent. Like Kenya could have never said. I mean, Marlo could have never said something about someone's mom like that. She would be shot it, down. She would be shot. It would never it would go. It would never go. Never go away. And we're talking about the worst thing that could ever happen on Beverly Hills being a cast member saying that another cast member who's been a recovering addict many times over is not physically well. And that's the worst thing that could ever happen. And because we're watching Beverly Hills and we're in this and alternate they can't universe. they alcoholic. They can't. They will I mean, never. They, 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 like, they could. But because yes. Kim had said for several seasons, you cannot use that word with me. Yes. And it also, I think, behind the scenes threatened her sister and said, you do not. You, do yes. not call me an alcoholic because that was the whole thing. she put it Season out there. One. Kyle put it out in there that in that limo. Which, that was... <laughs> Kyle was done. She Kyle was like, was like, we're not paying for your fucking life. Have, we're you not going to pay your rent. Have no. You, there's times where, okay, my sister doesn't like struggle with those issues, but just sister to sister, like you could love someone down and then they'll just like make you snap. Like you just, and, and you she, know how to cut them. Oh, you know. The sister sister relationship is so different from e- anything when else. It's evil, it gets evil. Like, I mean, I've seen friends that are scary. sisters fight and I'm like, is happening like this seems really intense and then five minutes later everybody's fine and i'm like i don't someone needs to talk to me about what i just experienced like i remember like hanging with my sister and a couple of friends and like i legit got so mad at her and i would never do that i like took the we were eating bagels and cream cheese and i took the whole like packet of cream cheese and just threw it at her face it cut her lip (gasps) and it was like a thing she took the butter knife and threw it at me like what universe but you do that with your sister but i she would never did that like with the regular person oh but my like god. and then like you love each other yeah, like. oh my god just like just like baghdad yeah so just i can like, imagine like word um yes so what do you think about what's happening what do you think about lisa renna's defense this this uh this last week and the week before of how dare of just literally hoisting everything on eden sassoon either either saying and obviously lying about the fact that she couldn't remember right. or knowing that she's been filmed and that the truth will come out, but she's just temporarily trying to save Who face. Who did this? Someone else went to the I forgot. Like, this has happened. I just can't find the franchise or moment. But I'm watching this and I'm like, this has happened before where someone tried to be like, I don't know. Well, uh, Lisa Vanderpump last season, that was the whole full circle moment for LVP because Lisa Rinna said that Lisa Vanderpump had said stuff oh, about yeah. both Kyle On and Yolanda. That yacht thing, and she just kept being like, I, I didn't know. do it when they and were in Kyle Dubai. Was like, just admit it. Right, at right, this right. Point. And so Ooh. that's why it's sort of strange because it's the same people, different situations. So now Lisa Vanderpump went on Watch What Happens Live this week and said to Andy, you know, of course, and you know, because there was a joke about, I'm sure LVP's having an orgasm about this. And LVP was like, I'm not having an orgas- orgasm, I'm having several because this is exactly what I said was going to happen. Now it is entirely possible that Lisa Rinna lied this season and is now manipulating the truth. And Lisa Vanderpump did last season. It doesn't mean that because Lisa Rinna was lying now. It means she lied before. But it doesn't look great for her. And she's opened a door to Lisa Vanderpump genuinely saying, there's no way for anyone to trust her. Well, we know what's interesting is, like, 
the same thing happened on the, the two franchises we were discussing today, Beverly Hills and Atlanta. Portia forgot. Right. Did I say it? But that's the thing that makes Atlanta and Beverly Hills different. Beverly Hills will run with that the whole time because It'll that be, code of ethics, right. like, bitch, did I say she's on a verge of death? Like, right. that's code of ethics. Right? You can't be uh, immoral. Atlanta is like, I'm going to start there. But then, oh, now you want to confront me on it. Now I'm about to... <laughs> and that's, like, what makes it different. Because imagine if Brenna was like, well, yeah, I said it. And you know what else, Kim? It's 800 other things. Bitch, your breasts stink. Your right. vagina stinks. You like, just go in, like... No, they don't do that on Beverly Hills. Isn't it crazy that similar so plots are happening yeah. at the same time with incredibly, incredibly different results? Yes. I mean, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. I'm into someone never admitting it, though, because it's like becomes a thriller, like versus a drama. And, like. what, and what I think is 100%, what I think will happen with Rinna is I think Rinna will be like, she'll do that bullshit apology that she sometimes does where she's like, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said it. I'm sorry, yeah. if I said it, and I, I don't remember it, and I didn't mean no, it. No, Rena always likes to do the apology and go higher with it. She likes to touch she her brings Eden, it back to her. She, likes, she to likes to bring to it back to herself. Eden, like, you know, yeah. it was very wrong of me to do that. Yeah. And I, this is something I'm going to have to work on. And she get, and that's why I think her and Eden do connect a little bit. Like, because they have some she, bullshit. Yeah, Sorry, and kind a of, little like, bit. Uh, or they Eden, have something. Look, They're holistic. Her case. They have holistic personalities. how smooth this woman is? She sits there and just like, I'll wait. You want to talk later? We can talk later. I sit and watch. I sit and hear. I go and speak. Oh, Dorit, what were they saying? She's going to tear Rena apart. At the reunion? I think before the reunion. Really? Because, look, when I think Eden's going to come with facts, and we as viewers know what the facts are, but I feel like she's going to, like, do the ultimate read. Like, we think they read in Atlanta. She's going to do the ultimate read. Like I don't see that at all. And she's going to pull from her book she's been reading. Like, I yeah, know whatever, what kind but... of person you are. Did your dad do... Like, it's going to get deep. Like, I know it. I'm waiting for it. Eden's going to explode, but it's not going to be the explode... Like candy, I'm gonna drag you. It's gonna be the explode where I just feel like you're gonna sit there and you'd be like, "Yep, Brenda, that's what you get." What do you think about Eden's diagnosis about Kim and Kyle's relationship I mean, after meeting them for five to seven minutes? Do you think Kyle's an enabler? I think that she's an enabler, and it's unrelated to Eden's diagnosis. I think that Eden looks at Kim and Kyle and sees her relationship with her dead but sister her and goes, "I want to save you. I want to save you. I want to save you." Oh yeah, it's true, but it's it's not based on. I think it's based more on her thinking about her history with her family and trying to save what she sees as history repeating itself when it's genuinely none of her business. It's none but of I her feel like business. She's, she's cast herself but as she like the cares in the right way. All she these does. other women act like they care. Like to me. Like I feel like it's oh oh like Kim struggle the time she was actually a main cast member on the show, I feel like was because women weren't trying to help her. They were just trying to exploit the storyline a bit. Or they didn't know what to do. Yeah, including her own sister. Her sister was... But her sister had lived her entire life dealing with someone of course, who was an addict. Of course. And she brought all of that shared baggage Right, with her. and I feel like that, like, boundary line they've all given for Kim doesn't help her. And I think Eden's coming in here and saying, like, I don't... I'm not trying to expose you. I'm just trying to say, like... I mean, at the end of the day, She's behavior like out. Kim 
come on. Some of these confessionals, even now when Kim's in, I'm like, this girl's drinking again. Like, oh, I, you can I don't tell. think she's sober. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, like, and so it's like Eden's like, I'm not at all going to watch this train wreck. I know this story. And maybe it's not her business, but I feel like her intent is better than a lot of the women. Like Brandy, when she became Kim's best friend that one season. That one season. That was to, Brandy needed to, she was struggling. Like, what am I holding on to? Let me pop Kyle real quick in the name of Kim. <laughs> like, she was struggling. Throw some pizza on the ground. She didn't start really a care about Kim. I don't, I'm not. I'm and not. their friendship, which they still call a friendship, has essentially died since they no longer film because mm. there's no need for it. No, I know 100%. Mm. I, well, I wonder why. Mm. I wonder why. Yeah, right. So I, I, I'm, I'm actually here for Eden. I think she's a sweet person that's misunderstood because she is very intense, but she admits that she's intense. I think just you reminded me of something. Like when it does come out who's saying the facts, Eden has to remember that she also called Kyle an enabler. She didn't say the rest of the stuff. Rena did right. that. But they both called Kyle. And an Eden enabler. acted on it. So she's carrying with her the thought that Kim is genuinely near death. So her, she has to be responsible for her behavior as well. Right, right. I mean, just because uh, but Lisa Rena said it doesn't mean that it's true. But I can appreciate Eden's forthrightness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying to her, like, to Kim and Kyle... Like, what's going on? And also, she could have easily just started talking to behind the backs like everybody right, else. Right, which would. is what Lisa Reno was doing. I didn't have a problem with Eden talking to Lisa Vanderpump mm-hmm. about it either. If anyone should she have was, a problem about it, it should be Lisa Rinna for saying it to begin with. Yeah. Lisa Rinna said something to Eden Sassoon in front while filming in a boutique in front of a film crew. That is not having a confidential conversation with a friend that's talking to a cast member on a TV show that you're both on. You cannot take, you can't play this bullshit game of like, nobody was supposed to know, and by the way, I didn't say it, but really you, right, you can't say that she was calling out your confidences when you're filming a scene. And then try to read her like, what, I need you not to do if I share something with you. Bitch, you shared it with the world. I know. And an associate producer and a cameraman and a boom. I never understand that argument with these Beverly Hill girls. Like, it doesn't work. That's something Atlanta knows. Like, Phaedra got caught up though because she thought the cameras were off. Phaedra thought the cameras were off, which she said on an episode of Watch What Happens Live. And then they were like, and then who was it? Danielle Brooks from um, Orange is the New Black was like, but you were mic'd. And she's like, we weren't mic'd. And they were like, but there was a film crew there. You were, you were, so if you thought it was a five minute break or something, you were still in a seat with your cast members and there were still people with cameras nearby. They're going to try to catch you at a moment. But I, I will like being on set for some of our love and hip hop. There are times where it's just like, all right, hold. And it's a long hold. It's always like the hero that might still have his camera up, but you don't think if, the director said cut, hold, like, you that's think you're what good. you're doing. Like, you know what I mean? So I get, but what's interesting is Phaedra, camera Phaedra and Phaedra when she didn't think the cameras were rolling. When she, she got real, rolling. like, <laughs> right. showing her a Phaedra from Athens that Nene talked about. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, if she's a fraud, like, 
the biggest fraud, the biggest. It makes me mad, and I don't even, like, really know her, but, like, Can I ask biggest. you a question? What Do you know anything about the current state of affairs with Portia and Shamia's friendship after Portia essentially threw her under the bus? And then didn't come to her. What was the event? What were they celebrating? It was a surprise party engagement, engagement party, party for her best friend of 100,000 years, actually, of 10 years. So Shamia, I think, actually got her African prince or something. Like, he's definitely an African oh, guy. Oh, is yeah. he? <laughs> well, good for her. Right? Someone um, met the quota since they're all talking about you it. You know what? Time. I think Portia realizes the more I interact with Shamia, the more Shamia has a chance to be on this show now that she's also friends with Candy. I think girls get really possessive of their spots and new people who come in. And I know that from interviewing some of the the OGs of Love and Hip Hop when they talk about the new girls who come in. It's like a struggle. Like, when you're already trying to be the Nini of the show and now you have people, like, another person coming. I just, I don't think, like, Portia wanted to film with her. I think she... You think that's what it was? Hate lives. <laughs> but they seem like genuine good friends. Do you think it was some, like, passive-aggressive jealousy bubbling to the surface? I do. And I think because it felt strange that she like, never defended her friend be- while Phaedra was saying it. It was weird. right here. Sitting right there. To Sheree, who's now been getting shit from people saying that Sheree's um, spilling the tea. And I actually don't think she is. I no. think she's doing exactly well, what she should. Messy. Like she Yeah, she is, but I like it. Time. Which I do not begrudge her at all. And now she's happy to be a bone collector. I'm collecting all the bones. <laughs> Bitch. If you don't get your old ass on this show, like... Do you think that she? I, I am so happy that Sheree is back. I could, I could not be happier that Sheree is back on the Sorry. show. I missed her. No, I am kind of over Sheree. <gasps> Sheree no. had her moment. Like, what were in Africa when they when she was arguing with was it Nini or Marlo? She was arguing with Marlo about and it was Marlo. Like, <laughs> Marlo not inviting her to. <laughs> I felt like she had her heyday. I I don't feel like she adds like her tagline. I can't remember what it is right now. Neither but can I. When every time I hear it, I'm like, shut up, <laughs> like shut up. That's the furthest from the truth. I'm so mad my memory's escaping me right now. But no, I'm not here for Sheree. I'm not here for how messy. She, I think it's amusing. Like she just waits. Like. And then goes, well, thank you, sir. That She knows her point. Yes. I, I, I'm not here for her, though, but yeah. Do you think that Marlo or Shamia will be back um, next season, potentially, as a full-time? I think Marlo I, couldn't want it more. I, I feel like producers keep testing Marlo, and it's something that she, maybe she doesn't listen to production. Like, how she yeah, just something walked happening. off. Like, you have to have a personality to be exploited, in a way. Like, and and produced, you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe there's something she's missing that's like, we can't bring her on because we don't know if we can really control the story for her. You know what I mean? Shamia, I think that they would like to, but... Shamia's I'll, just so soft. There's nothing there. Shamia's only interesting if she has a conflict with Portia. Yeah, and then I wonder... Or if she had this, like, tryst with, with Candy and Todd. Then she becomes interesting, but not interesting enough to be full-time. Interesting enough to pop up. Yeah, and do it. And I think maybe and then go Portia's away. not feeling, like, the potential of, like... Because what is Portia's storyline? Um, Ooh, Shamia's might be bigger than hers. It's possible. I mean, Portia's storyline is reacting to people that come at her. 
Yeah, but she really doesn't have a thing. She doesn't have a thing. She has this huge, phenomenal, not phenomenal, but she has this large, expensive house that she lives in by herself. She has she a... She did that last season or two seasons ago right. when she got the one that I thought was, and we find out she was renting. Cause, renting, right, and so. then I think she got sued for not paying, like, some of the club costs or something related to the house. Like, not so, country club, but, like, some sort Shania of, like, associate would actually cost. have a story, even if she was popping in for but I don't know I I mean that just seems like hey 10 years and the woman who just became your friend oh the woman who just became your um friends with your best friend is throwing her a party Hmm. again Candy I feel like she doesn't run from the truth she doesn't run things like that wouldn't bother Candy like so before we wrap for this week, this has been really interesting. This has been like a deep dive into Atlanta, which yeah. we haven't had on AG in a while. And I so appreciate your Ooh. everything because this Yay. has been phenomenal. So what do you think is going to happen in the next couple weeks, Beverly Hills and Atlanta? What do you want to see? Well, they gave that like uh, teaser, uh, longer half, extended teaser. Yeah, like yeah. super trailer, but for the middle of the season, it looks like. One, I'm going to be way more tuned in to Beverly Hills yeah, yeah, because yeah. Erica Jane cries. <gasps> Which, by the way, what and who? Erica made Jane, her the love of my the life, fucking the cry. best like, housewife of uh, all time. No. Of all time, aside from Shannon Bedore, who's like my number yeah. two. Oh no, I love. I, lo- I feel you. I feel you. But like Erica is everything. Like, so who makes her cry? Definitely need to know what's going on there. And then I feel like the climax of Atlanta is going to happen next week on this trip. So When Candy loses her mind yeah, and, and you know, And maybe all, nobody gets laid. It, <laughs> I mean, all, like, it all goes down. Because the guys are there. What is Peter doing there? You're divorced. Allegedly, um, Todd of Candy and Todd invited Peter because they're like their guy friends. God so he damn. invited him to come and maybe I'm sure that everybody was into it because they thought it could like God lead damn. to something with filming. And Cynthia and Peter seem to have a pretty legit... Friendship. Friendship, which is I great, so. especially because, yeah. you know, Cynthia has a teenage daughter right, who had right, a relationship right, with Peter right. for so long. Yeah, that, so it, that scene was deep. When, when Peter was talking yes. to him. And she really kind of she held said, him. On, like, she spoke to him in a way that one adults. would expect from the adults and not the child. But yeah, she really, I was living for that. I was living for it, and I also felt like it was an example of their doing a great job as parents that when they fuck up, their yes. child knows enough to have a genuine mature conversation with them and luckily peter is for all of his um faults which he of which he has many he listened to her and that's a very different kind of man than the piece of shit garbage block who listens to the mother of his child saying you need to be a better parent and then becomes aggressive immediately after i think it's ridiculous completely um, I think before we go, we should also rest in peace, RIP to Matt, because, like, I don't know what Kenya did to... Uh, uh, Kenya, who we were just talking about a being man-eater. a strong... That... Wait, that nobody is at fault for Matt, but Matt. I think Kenya made a huge error in not cutting him off well, well before he got violent, this and it's just going to get more... To, like, Chris Brown and Rihanna, and this might <gasps> upset people... Because and Russell and Taylor on Beverly Hills Chris allegedly should have never like hit Rihanna. Matt should have never like broke. Boston. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Boston. But let's like 
talk about action reaction like you shouldn't ever but like what were these women doing I'm not saying that you you deserve when you do something but I just feel like there's always like one two sides to every story but like I don't think especially Matt I feel like I don't think he just got there because I just break shit like yeah, Kenyan I think that they were like in, a yes, poker. I think that they had a mutually dysfunctional relationship and they have different ways of exploding. Kenya's is verbally, obviously, yes. and has a record of provoking people, and Matt is a violent piece of shit. And I think that just genuinely, no matter who aggravated what, he behaved in a manner that was reprehensible Agreed. and disgusting, and they should never speak ever again. We shouldn't pretend that they're going to be like, fake she friends. Really and she's him? dragging this out and having like, episodes where her this? father is mediating conversations, and it's like, sweetie, like, look Just at yourself in the on. mirror. Love yourself a little bit more. You brand no, yourself right, as oh, a strong Kenya person. Loves herself, but again, she's trying to figure out the formula to become the front runner. She can't figure out, like, what's going to make me Mimi now that Mimi's Does, gone. Do you think that she is obsessed everything. with having a relationship because she thinks it's necessary? I think she's obsessed with having a relationship because she knows that she could probably twirl a relationship into a bigger storyline if one could stick. Jesus. I know. It fucks your head up. It really does. This is a lot. This is a lot. We have to do it again. We, yeah, obviously. Like, like, <laughs> as we're overwhelmed on that overwhelmed note thank you so much for your wisdom and guidance Um, do you want to shout out your social media handles so everyone can follow you and die for you yes you can follow me on instagram at that sheree life and sheree is spelled s-h-i-r-e-a love it yeah so that's at that sheree life and I don't really use twitter that much but I'm just sheree carol on twitter sheree carol on facebook Oh my but god, I I'm love always it. Always doing it for the gram. So yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> catch me on Instagram. I'm oh out my god, here. you guys catch her. Yes. Catch her. Hashtag phenomenal. <laughs> um such a great time talking with you. So appreciate it. Thank you. Guys, we'll be back next week for even more um, crazy shit. Um, please buy me a vacation trip to Hawaii so I can experience whatever the fuck is about to go down in Atlanta. And we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.